All right, welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest to another episode of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight, where it's a blistering 108 degrees or something like that. And my co-host Stephen Marsh joining me from balmy and beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen Marsh, how are you tonight? And a little shaky too. Apparently, there was a five point. Five earthquake that hit uh, up near Searless Valley in California, but as I texted you, I did not feel it, and I must be like immune to feeling earthquakes or something because there's been no. And I think this might have this is like the third earthquake in the last few years that we've had that we could feel here. We had the one, the big one in Ridgecrest that we could feel here about. Uh, I think it was on July fourth last year. I didn't feel. It. I think it was in a car at the time, so I didn't feel it. Then there was the we had one the next next month or next year. So I was in a movie. And people around me that I was at the movie with felt it, but I didn't feel it. So I, I just must not be able to feel earthquakes, which I guess is a good yeah. thing. But it'd be kind of, it'd be kind of, <laughs> kind of nice to feel one, just to feel one. But <laughs> maybe not, maybe not, maybe not though. Uh, well, yeah, I, I think it's better if you don't feel it, but then somebody tell you about it later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, since we last talked last Wednesday. Um, Things have just uh, gone even more bizarre in this uh, country that we live in. We've gone from a pandemic, which, by the way, Stephen, down here in Arizona, we had the two highest number of cases over yesterday and today since the pandemic started, which is not a good sign in any stretch of the imagination. Over uh, 40 deaths in Arizona uh, from last mm -hmm. night to tonight, or whatever the last 24-hour period, Um so things are not looking good in that aspect. But as far as everything else, things just keep rolling along, right? I mean, uh, every major team, the casinos are going to open in more on Vegas with some right. stipulations, obviously. But everything just keeps rolling along. So as they roll along, we roll along. Tonight we have a really fun night planned for you. Uh, as most people know by now, Monday, the uh, 1st of June, the UNLV Rebels announced their 2021 schedule. Uh, I told you, I said, I think what we should do, and maybe in the month of June, if all these teams are going to put their schedule out, let's, do, uh, let's dedicate a show to each one of our teams and let them come on and talk. So tonight we got two great guests coming on. we got uh, head coach Anthony Vigneri-Greener, who, by the way, just became a father two nights ago. So congratulations to, uh, to Coach and Ashley. And uh, I understand everything's good and healthy, and baby Carter went home today, so Congratulations to that new little girl on the uh, the UNLV Rebel family. And then we're also going to bring in senior Eric Williams, who's always a great uh, guest to have on because he's so knowledgeable and so prideful in, uh, in what's going on up at UNLV. So we'll have them on in just a few minutes. But, ah, man, hey, Stephen, the, uh, the club hockey scene is just getting intense down here. I mean, Grand Canyon announced more players. Uh, U of A is working on more players. UNLV is working on more players. ASU, I think, is keeping their players under wraps and not telling anybody about them. <laughs> but uh, just your thoughts before we bring the guys on about what uh, what this is like. Yeah, it's you know it seems to be really really busy uh, busy in that regard. Maybe you know maybe being at home is you know people being able to get more of that stuff done. But you know I, I just the last couple of years it seems like you wouldn't see as much news out of this this front but uh you know UNLV has presented a lot of, of of signings and Grand Canyon has signs like three or four a week it seems like I'm trying to 
find who they are. But uh, but yeah, it's just you can't really keep up with that. It seems like lately, uh, we don't hear much from Arizona State. But you're right, maybe they're just saving it for when the season gets closer. Maybe they don't do, maybe they're not doing a lot of the announcing stuff during during the off season. But maybe as it gets closer to the season, they'll. We'll, we'll know more about what's going on with them, or if we can get one of their guys on the show at some point, we might be able to get some insight there. But uh, yeah, Arizona, you know, they're they're looking to beef up too, and, and we get glimpses of that. So we're seeing a lot of we're seeing a lot of uh, good new, we're seeing a lot of uh, movement here as as we gear up for what we hope is going to be a, a full season if, if everything continues to tread in the right direction. We will have to see on that front, but but you have to be prepared either way. So so yeah, it's it's uh, it's exciting time for sure. Well, as you know, uh, I visited with Danny Roy the other night because uh, we're going to do a little special on the uh, the new locker rooms that they're building. Uh, and I say they, but I understand Danny has done all the construction for the last three months. He's been working on building locker rooms, showers, restrooms, you name it. I- I've seen pictures from start to finish. Um, at this point, he thinks he's just a couple of weeks away from completing that project. So, um that's a dedicated head coach when you get in there and start actually building locker rooms for your team. But Grand Canyon is serious about uh, becoming a, a major player in ACHA hockey. We know U of A, what they have. We know what ASU has been and a national champion, um, you know, six years ago or whatever it was now. Um, and we know what UNLV is bringing. So tonight when we get into this with the guys, uh, the format that we're going to use is we're going to start at the beginning. I'm going to let you start off. And we're just going to talk briefly about every series and kind of get the thoughts from from the the coach and uh, and Eric about just what they think of the opportunities of playing the schedule that they're going to play. And and then when we're all done, we'll kind of just recap it and and find out where we think UNLV is going to finish at the end of the year. We'll play a little handicapper here, which is fits right in with Vegas, right? If we can handicap things a little bit. Yeah, I mean the sports books are getting ready to open up, so we can just uh, we can get ready to. To hand, handicap things, and uh, since there's not a lot of other sports to, to handicap right now, we certainly can we can play that role. Absolutely. So uh, I think we've got both uh, both Eric and Coach on. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and jump in and get this thing rolling, and uh, and not keep them. A coach is going to be up all night anyway with that new baby. So uh, <laughs> let's roll on and uh, and bring Coach Anthony McNary Greener uh, on with us, and and Eric Williams, guys, if you're on there, um, welcome in. First of all. If you're not there, guys, just go ahead and click on the uh, the buttons, the call-in buttons. We've got a number three and a number four open. I think if you hit those buttons, you will be live with us. Oh. Looks uh, like I'm in. How are you guys? Oh, there we go. Both there, Eric. Eric and Coach, both there. Yeah, can you hear us? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Coach, first of all, congratulations yeah. on that uh, on that new baby at your house. Your your life is going to change dramatically from this point forward. So, congratulations. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a whirlwind, but uh, it's uh, it's been good so far. I can't. Uh, I'm very uh, thankful. Well, thanks for coming on. I know the uh, things are tight, so we'll try to keep moving along. And and Eric, welcome on board as well. It's great to have you on the show. As I, I kind of teased, uh, your schedule is out, and we want to give you guys a little uh, chance to talk about it. We're calling it the uh, Rebel Schedule Review tonight. So um, Club Hockey Southwest Weekly is dedicated to you guys and. Without further ado, let's have uh, Stephen jump in with the first one. We're going to talk about your trip to Liberty University. Sure. So let me let me start with you guys on that. You know, 
we know what what the tournament last uh, which was got canceled. You, Liberty was an opponent you could have played. Uh, you guys are going to play Liberty for the uh, first time. They're the number two two ranked team. But what does it mean to start off with two games against Liberty? And, and tell us more about the uh, the midnight game that you'll be participating there in Virginia in September. Um, so tell us a little bit about the Liberty series. No, I think it's a um, a good start for us. I know that now that I took over the schedule is kind of uh, something I wanted to do. Normally, we always opened up against maybe an easier uh, opponent for the first couple series, and then we would it was a shell shock for our kids and myself just to jump in. And we were playing a top notch team week three. Uh, we wanted to switch it up, so. Uh, what you know? What better, or why not play a good team like Liberty at at Liberty, especially when they get four to six thousand people? Um, and then just to touch on the the uh, midnight game, they've been doing this since Hardy was there. Uh, he's a great guy. Um, they have a lot of support. It's a dry school, so there's not a lot of going on. Um, so the the it's a packed house every night. So then they do this midnight game once a year. And when he offered, he said, hey, would you guys be interested? I was like, man, I, w- I would love it. it. It fits us perfect. We're in Vegas. We're like an all-night city. Um, he can run with that marketing-wise. Um, and, and I think our, our kids are going to be up to the challenge. You go into a place like that with all the kids we have returning and our new recruits. Um, it's going to be a battle for sure. Eric, your thoughts on yeah. uh, on traveling out to yeah. Virginia to play Liberty? Uh, you know – as players, you always enjoy getting out and playing, you know, the good teams. And, you know, to start off the bang like that, I think we're all real excited for it. And like Coach was saying, the midnight game is going to be especially fun. You know, you always see posts about their midnight game and how crazy it gets. And, you know, now that we get to be part of it, I think we're all looking forward to that. And it'll definitely be a good test for the team to start. But, you know, if you're going to start playing good teams right away, I think it kind of sets the pace for what to expect during the season. And, you know, with the whole schedule, I think over the last couple of years that I've been there, this is probably by far the toughest we've had, but it's also a good sign because all the good teams, you know, if you want to be one of the good top teams, you got to play the good and top teams. So I think if we can, you know, continue with our schedule the way it is and come out with some big victories, that'll be good for our team. And, okay, and, so that's September 24th and 25th. Go ahead, Stephen. You got one more? No, no, well, I just wanted to touch on, and I'm sure, and I know we'll get to it uh, later when we get down to later in the schedule, but you you guys are actually going to do your first ever midnight game yourself in uh, November when you're going to play Arizona State, which we can get to more later. But so, well, but really just touch on why you guys decided to, to do a midnight game, I guess, and be in Vegas and everything. Uh, you know. it, it was something that uh, we chatted about in previous years. Um, really couldn't make it work, but uh, Coach Nick and myself, made the decision, like, why not this year? It's going to be our strongest schedule yet, so why not throw it in there? We had to get the okay from the league and then okayed by uh, the opposing team. They're about it. Um, as you guys may know, the Wranglers used to do it, and it was a huge hit. There's a lot of times that um, yeah. I hear people write me or people I know in Vegas that, uh, you know, Friday and Saturday night in Vegas is kind of when – a majority of the people that work on the strip make their money. So if we always play on Friday and Saturday, it was tough for them to get to a game, especially us just playing on weekends. So the Wranglers, you know, back in the day, they did this midnight game. It was called Industry Night. And kind of, you know, that's how they marketed it in this way that 
those people that weren't able to go to the games on a Friday and Saturday because they work swing shift or whatever it may be, this was a, you know, they put it on their calendar that they were going to make a party out of it so they can go to dinner beforehand, get drinks or whatever, come watch us play and then do whatever they got to do after. So, um, we, you know, just from what we've uh, seen in the past, we've talked to Hardy at Liberty, we've talked to other teams that do it. Um, we're we're going to be uh, kind of uh, on our own island now with all the hockey in Vegas. It used to be just us, then we got the Knights. And now we have an AHL team to compete against. But, you know, everybody loves hockey in Vegas. So we're going to have to get uh, creative in our marketing. And I think Nick's done a good job helping push those efforts with along with other people. Um, so I think we're on the right track just to touch on that. Absolutely. So, so that's the end of September when things get rolling. Uh, you're on the road again, though, October 2nd and 3rd when you go to Grand Canyon right down here in, uh, in Phoenix. And uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but Danny Roy's been building locker rooms for, for the teams here. So uh, I think you guys are going to be uh, uh, kind of impressed to finally get some new lockers and things done here. I don't know if he's going to let you guys in too, but <laughs> but what do you think about Grand Canyon and what they've been building over the uh, the, the offseason, the, the roster they've been putting together, if you've seen any of it? No, I, I've seen Danny. He's posting a new kid every day, which is awesome to see. Um I want teams in the West to be as competitive as possible. We're kind of looked down upon in in the league at you know when the other teams, um, the Liberties and the Adrians, they don't want to come out here. So the deeper each team gets, the better we're gonna look. Um, I'm gonna continue to do my job. Nick's gonna continue to do his job to bring in you know top quality players like we have over the years and grow the program. And, and I love to see that Danny's doing that. As to the locker room, yeah, if anybody can spice up their rinks. I'm all for it. I know that, uh, you know, we treat the opposing teams here um, a lot better than, you know, they're able to treat us just due to their rink circumstances. It's different for every every rink and every team. But, uh, yeah, if we can get treated uh, better on the road, it's only better for the players. Okay, so, so Eric, I'm going to relive last year's trip to Grand Canyon. Um, you guys were down. You battled back. You win in overtime. How did that affect you guys for the season? Do you look back at that as maybe a, a gelling moment for your program? Yeah, you know, I mean, no team ever likes to be in that situation. And uh, obviously it wasn't what we wanted to be in. But, you know, sometimes you don't get the balances you want or, you know, no puck luck. But I think, you know, you just kind of – you live and learn from those kind of games. And I think that was definitely a big turning point for us as we, you know, we saw what the team had and the character we had and, you know, how everyone just bought in and didn't give up even when we were down – I think we were down four in the last ten minutes of the third or whatever it was, I don't remember. But, you know, I think that just kind of shows the character this team has. And I think if we can, you know, consistently play at a level like we did the last ten minutes or it's, you know, do-or-die hockey and – you know, you got to play like it's, you know, you're down like four, like you're on four nothing and something like that. So, you know, just, yeah, to the test of the character we have and the coaching staff believing in us. And, you know, it felt good to get that win, but definitely don't mind uh, not being in that position again. <laughs> All right. So, so next up for you is your first home series. Steven, go ahead with that one, October 9th and 10th. Yeah, so then you guys, after you play your first four games on the way, you're going to be home for your first games in, in City National Arena of the season on October 9th against Utah. Um, you know, just from past experience against Utah, those games always seem to be, you know, physical and, you know, back, you know, 
tense and you know especially when you play there but but it's, it's city national it's always a so maybe just I mean, what do you expect from Utah and and, and those matchups uh, can always be kind of uh, interesting when you when you play Utah yeah no I think home opener we're going to be creative um, obviously not going to spoil it now but it'll be something uh, cool and exciting for everybody to come back into um, you know this is preparing everything goes of course with the COVID situation but um, for opening weekend and it'll be definitely uh, something new and creative with the marketing side of things. And then for the aspect of Utah, I've seen they added a couple of players. Um, we're going to stress and, uh, you know, Moose knows some of the guys know already that we can't play down the teams. There's a, the difference between a good team and a great team is they always play at one level. Um, and, you know, I, I used Minot two years ago in this. No matter what team they played, if it was the last place team in their division or the first place team in the country, every shift was that each kid is playing like their last. And, you know, and, and that's a test to, to Wade and his team over there. And, and that's why they won a national championship that year. Is they, they, every kid bought in. And I feel like we, we made that jump last year towards the second semester of the season when we played Minot. We, every shift was played like our last shift, and that's how it's got to go. So, no playing down to teams like Utah or whoever we're better than, you know, on paper. It's just got to be the same mindset. Everybody's going to give it their all. Everybody's buying in, staff included, equipment manager, players. Everybody's on the same page. We're all here for the same same goal and uh, compete every night at 100%. And, and, for, and Eric, you know, you look at Utah as well as yourselves and and, and... – Grand Canyon, you guys are joining the WCHL. So these these games now against Utah and you know later on ASU Arizona, they're going to mean a lot more than they already did because you're they're going to be for you know a chance to win the conference at the end of the season. So maybe just how how does that increase the intensity when you play a team like Utah, where before you know you, you were better on paper, still had to play the games, but now because they're going to be conference games, they're going to mean a lot more for you guys. Oh yeah, I mean you know every game is important in the grand scheme of things and you never want to take a team for granted or play down to the team's level. But now that we're all in the same, you know, same league and same division, you have to take that into account and realize that those are critical points. You know, it could be the difference between winning the conference and coming in second. So I think we got to treat every game like it's, you know, a do or die situation and not take anything for granted and just play each game like we know we can. And I think we can be successful if we do that. All right, so then you uh, go back on the road, and it's never an easy task. Have you guys played uh, at Central Oklahoma before? Nope. Uh, we've never made a trip out to Oklahoma, as uh, myself or my staff that's been here. Um, this will be a first. Um, they have a good you know, good setup over there, a good program. Always normally in the top 10, top 15 of teams. Um, won a national championship, so having them on our schedule only helps. But uh, it's a it's a long trip for us. But uh, I think the boys have been prepped the last couple of years about the long trips we take, um, and they're treated well on the road, so that shouldn't have any effect. But uh, definitely interested to uh, see how we do out there. And that also will be a conference game for you. And Eric, you touched on it a little bit uh, with Stephen, but tell me just a little bit about how important being in a conference is for you guys this, this year for the first time. You're going to be able to compete for a uh, conference championship and an auto bid to that national tournament. Yeah, I mean, it, it's huge. You know, before we were independent and, you know, solely based on where we were ranked, but 
now it's you know based on winning the conference and still where you're ranked. So I think it kind of it, it loosens it a little bit in a sense that you know if we have a couple rough games, we can still end up winning the conference. That's great, but you know ultimately we want to be ranked as high as we can. And you know, like you said, Central Oklahoma is a great program, a great team, and you know those are the kind of games we're going to be playing in the conference. So we got to find a way to win those. And I know it's definitely a rowdy, rowdy atmosphere down there. And you know, I think we're all looking forward to the conference games and something new for all of us. And we're all just excited to get going with it. Okay, so you roll out of that. I'm going to let Stephen take over the end of October games for you, the 23rd and 24th. You get what's become a uh, arch rival for you guys in the University of Arizona. So take it away, Stephen. Sure. Yeah, so as you mentioned, Arizona comes comes to uh, Vegas, and, and, and you guys always – those games, again, are always a battle. And, and what was it about Arizona that makes them tough and, and, and the way they play the game as compared to, to you guys? Um, and, and what do you hope that you can – can achieve this year against uh, Arizona? Uh, for, for myself, uh, we always play them tight. They're, um, it, it's kind of weird to uh, explain, but uh, Berman always, you know, recruits big and early players that, you know, they have a knack for scoring. They're well, you know, they know what they're doing in the ozone. And we're kind of like a smaller, fast team, but uh, we've made some upgrades to get bigger, to get stronger, to compete in those games, to not get bullied around. I think last year was a testament to the group that we had of how they battled. And then just adding the groups, the kids that we have coming in with all the size we and skill coming in, uh, it's definitely going to be a competition to uh, get that number one spot in this in this division. And and so for you, Eric, uh, you know you, you've got you've in your experience now. This is your, you're going to be going into your third season with with UNLV. Uh, maybe just your experience playing a team like Arizona. Just you know, all, like he said, the games are always close. They seem to always be a physical battle. A lot of um, you guys playing really tough. And and just maybe just your uh, what your experience is like playing a team like like Arizona uh, in Vegas, and then you know down, down in Tucson later in the season. Oh, those are. Uh... Definitely fun games to play, and you know, as a player, you like to be in competitive, hard, fast games. And I think we're both very similar in the sense that we're gritty, and you know, we throw the body around a lot. And they're always tight games, like you mentioned. And you know, when you come out of a game a little sore, but you get to get the dub with it, it's definitely worth it. And you know, as players, like I said, we look forward to those kind of games. You know, they may not always be pretty, but you got to find a way to score and find a way to win. And then you come out with the the big victory, and it makes you feel good. All right, then we roll into November, and you get a uh, another home series with uh, with Arizona State, and I know the rivalry of that one. It uh, it goes way back. Uh, you know, I, I think, and you guys probably showed it. Uh, or had a little clip of it um, when you announced your schedule about the first game that was ever played, hockey game that was played at T-Mobile. You guys were it, right? I mean, you played uh, Arizona State there as a uh, ACHA D two program at the time, but. Um, no love lost between your your program and their program, is there? No, no. That they uh, Tate's done an excellent job rebuilding that whole program. It used to kind of be um, where it was, you know, it was kind of we had the upper hand. I felt like, but now it's a fifty fifty battle every night. He's done a great job, and obviously with the rival we've had, uh, I was just sent by a couple of old players that I played with. Um, there was a huge line ball when 
we were the Division <laughs> Two team at the top, and Powers was running this program there, and they were the end-all, be-all. And, you know, when everybody said well, my team was going to ASU, was, you know, with all the talk was like, oh, you guys are going to get pumped. And next thing you know, it's the second period with like three minutes left, and we're winning four to nothing, and then all that stuff happened. So uh, it was just funny that – that that's where the rivalry began and it was so long ago, but it's funny that you brought that up because I just got that. A few of my buddies have a group chat. <laughs> they sent me the video of our goalie and a couple of buddies. And uh, But, uh, yeah, that, I, I can't wait for that. I love rivalries. I, it makes the game better. You know, you're, you know, think of rivalries in hockey. You're thinking the Avs in Detroit. That's what I can think of is, like, now it's Pittsburgh and Caps in the playoffs. So things like that, it's just the players play to another level. And it's uh, at, when you're sitting behind the bench, you're like, wow, this is picked up the pace. There's more hate in the game in a good way. Um, they're, they're more violent. They're giving everything they got. They're going to eat a puck, you know, and block a shot when they wouldn't have normally or, you know, make a hit or take it. Um, just everybody's game elevates, and I love to see that. Well, if I may interject too, Scott, I want to br- bring this up too. Last season when you guys played Arizona State back in uh, February, you uh, you know, you guys really took it to them in that series. And that was probably one of the big turning points for you to get really propel you guys up in the rankings. And then, of course, as we know, in the national tournament, which obviously did not take place, that would have been the opponent you would have played. So you you know they're probably going to come in hungry to those two games in Vegas, especially since we talked about one being the midnight game. And you're going to they're going to be hungry to, to try to redeem themselves from last season, I would think. Yeah, and I – uh, you know, I remember talking, you know, back then. I think that was, like, some of the best hockey we played all year. Everybody was going on all cylinders. And, uh, uh, like you said, that was kind of like our stepping stone to push into the tournament. So, um, we'll see. I feel like our group of guys that's returning um, and the new guys we have, we're just going to pick up where we left off. You know, that, that's that's what I see. That's what Coach Nick sees. Um, that's what our leadership guys and the returning guys see is, you, you know, we're going to pick up like nothing ever, you know, happened. So forget the COVID stuff and get right back to work. We already have our schedule of when the guys are going to be back and work with Coach Kenny um, from the Columbus Blue Jackets if, you know, um, that's still able to work with his schedule, barring what happens in the NHL. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait for it. All right, so then uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is that the, the next event? Is that the Chicago Showcase would be your next event after that series? Yeah, then we're going to take a weekend off. Um, it be the first break that we have for the guys, and then uh, we'll get right back into it. We've done the Chicago Showcase the last two years. It gets bigger every year. The first year we went, I think it was six teams, and last year, no, yeah, I think six, and last year there's eight. I think there's going to be 12 teams this year. We're guaranteed three games. You win, you move on. You, you No matter what, you get three games, but how you win is if you win three in a row, it's a good uh, little you know showcase to put on, show your team's skill from teams from all over that you wouldn't play normally out west or the normal teams we play. Um so Fabs does an excellent job out there, and uh, but that that's always a good time. Plus the guys and and myself and the staff enjoy the time in Chicago. Um, you get to spend an extra day in Chicago and uh, hang out in one of the coolest cities in the world. <laughs> yeah, you you have a little bit of uh, love there for Chicago, don't you? I know you're a Cubs fan and everything, so I know you love a little love for the city of Chicago. Yeah, I was uh, born in Wisconsin, <laughs> like an hour and a half away, so. Right. Chicago is one of my favorite cities in the world for sure. So I uh, 
I like to enjoy myself there while we're there. And then when it's time to go to work, it's time to go to work. Exactly. Okay, so you come back out of that, Eric. Then you get another rematch with Utah. Only this time uh, you're going there. Uh, going to Utah is uh, the big ice surface, correct, up there? So you have uh, a little bit more space? Yeah, it's a big Olympic-sized ice, and you know, you're up there a little higher elevation, so it's a little, a little more challenging for us. But I think by that time in the season, we'll be, you know, in full gear, and we'll be we're going to go. And I know it's, I think it's the last weekend we have before we go into winter break. So you know, it's always a big weekend. We want to go in with the bang, and I know last year was a little disappointing going into the break, and I think we all want redemption from what happened last year, and uh, hopefully it's a better show out this year than than last year. <laughs> And and that's and that's and that's not an easy trip, you know. That's a that's a long that's a long bus ride. I mean, that's you know, the drive to Utah it can be nice, but it can be it can be very long. And and, and then you get in there and you ride the elevation and the, the Olympic sized ice. And, and and just from your guys in the past, and you know, going to Utah has not been an easy uh, task for you guys. I know a couple trips that I've been to Utah with the team. It's it's always you win one and then you lose one, you know. So I mean. I mean, talk about playing up there in Utah. It's, it's it's a little bit of a challenge, just the way the way it's set up there with the extra space and the and the altitude and everything. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's always been challenging for us, but uh, um, you know that um, Moose touched on it. The elevation, the ice is a little bit different. Obviously, wider. It normally should benefit us, but um, sometimes we get caught. The key there is you got to stay in between the dots as D-men. And, you know, they they do a good job. They play at home. They they don't get beat through the middle. And there's a couple times we got beat through the middle and it cost us the games. But it's a learning experience to touch on the travel. Yeah, it's not the best scenario travel. But um, we get there a day early and spend. So that shouldn't be no excuse for our kids. Mm-hmm. And I know Moose feels the same way. That's no excuse. It's just sometimes we play down. Um to teams and uh, it's not a knock towards Utah. It's just sometimes we play at the opponent's level when uh, we shouldn't be. So uh, new squad, new group, new group of guys, um, another year under our belt. Uh, I don't think we'll have those problems. All right. So then you wrap it up the, uh, the first uh, half of the season, if you will, or the first semester with uh, Grand Canyon coming to visit you guys. And we already talked a little bit about what it's like to play them down here, but you guys uh, seem to play them, very tough and and very strong at City National. What's the key to beating Grand Canyon on your own ice? Is it different than any other teams? No, I, I think that, uh, and Moose can touch on it in a second, is that there's another uh, level of play when you play in front of a 1,000 people. And um, we have a good home crowd, and we're very fortunate to play in, a group in front of people like that. So when you score a goal, that place goes bananas. Uh, and it's just a little more, you know, additive incentive. And then, you know, that's just something we got to deal with. So I think that, uh, and, and then to touch on that is when you're opposing team and you get scored on and there's a thousand people, you know, cheering, it's kind of, you know, you get down in the dumps and especially you get down early like they did last year, first couple of games. So it's tough to play on the road when you, you have a big crowd and I'll let Eric touch on the rest. Yeah, you know, as, as players, we definitely feed off of energy. And, you know, like Coach Green was saying, playing in front of a 1,000 fans is something not a lot of people in the ACHA get to do. And it's definitely special to play at home. And, you know, we always want to put a good show on for the fans. And I think that's a that's a big series as well. You know, that one's right before break. And, and that kind of – if you get some momentum from that going into the second half, it really helps. But, you know, like when we always go to Minot and play there, it's always – 
rowdy and loud, and they have a lot of fans. I know as the away team, it can be intimidating sometimes, but you know when you're the home team and have that energy behind you, it's a definitely it's definitely a big boost that can you know, sometimes be a game changer, and hopefully it just helps us along the way. All right, so then you get the uh, the long break, which is really, I would think, difficult for a hockey team. Maybe you guys can both touch on, as a coach and as a player, how difficult that is to take that long holiday break off and if you guys have any plans to do anything differently uh, this season. But you don't come back until January 8th, if I'm correct, or do you have another tournament in there? No, we, uh, we get done the 15th of December, and then the kids are back the 3rd of January. So it's like roughly three weeks. And we just switched that up last year where the, before they were gone for five weeks. And I'm all for spending fam, family time and recharging the batteries and just resetting your mind to get back, you know, to, to a even keel because it is tall, you know, it takes a toll on you. You're at practice all day, then you go to school all day, then you have a girlfriend, whatever you do with your buddies. So I think it's always good to have those breaks. So. Um, the, the five-week break, we struggled when we came back. But uh, these last year, we came back and we got right into the swing of things. And we had four practices, four days in a row. Then we played three games. And that's kind of the same setup we have this year. So um, I, I think that, uh, you know, the five weeks is way too long. Um, yeah, it's nice. An extra two weeks home with your friends and family or whatever. But if you're trying to run a program, it's tough. And I'm sure it's tough for a player just to come back and not a lot of everybody. And I, especially myself, you eat like crap over the break. There's holidays, you're camping, you know, like eh, whatever. That, it's part of life. But I think the three weeks you come back a week, you got a week to get back into shape, reset your mind and go back to work. So uh, I, I don't know how Moose feels about it. But as a player, I think five weeks is too long. Three weeks is, is reasonable. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think the three weeks is good, you know. You finish off the uh, the last weekend, and then you have finals the following week, and then get some time to kind of relax and recharge batteries, like Coach was saying, and spend time with friends and family that might not have had the time to during the season because we're so busy. But, you know, as a player, you don't want to be off too long. You'd want to keep playing, but a little break's good here and there. But, you know, we got to stay mentally prepared for when we come back because I think we have a big – big home series with Illinois that weekend and it's uh it's good to get a break but as a player you're itching to get back after probably about two or weeks or so and you know yeah we uh we all look forward to the break we also look forward to getting back and getting the swing of things well imagine right now during this quarantine the NHL players they've had like a two three month break so you wonder <laughs> you wonder what they're going to be like when we get back to the season there but you know now we go on to January and and you guys are going to play Illinois, but you guys are going to play them in Las Vegas. Now, you guys have played Illinois before in the Chicago Classic and in the past. So uh, what can we look forward to having Illinois come here and, and that matchup and, and what they present for you guys? I was, like, pulling teeth to get Fabs to leave his little uh, area there, but uh, he finally agreed to it, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, no, he runs a good program, a tight ship. He does it all on his own, does everything. So you got to give him give it to that uh, – but, uh, yeah, they're always a good team. They're, you know, they're always in the top five, and he recruits. And even with their – they're um, hard to recruit there because of the GPA and how much it costs, but he still finds a way every year, so you got to give him credit there. And uh, for the players, you know, we beat them the first year. They beat us the second year. So we'll see what happens next year. It's going to be a battle. 
All right, Coach, I know you got to run here shortly, so we won't keep you too much longer. I do want to ask you just a couple of quick questions, though, and then we'll let you go. And if, if Eric can stay with us for a little bit longer, that'd be great. If not, we'll uh, we'll uh, say goodbye to both of you, and, and thank you for coming on. But uh, the fans at, at UNLV in Las Vegas are going to get a chance to uh, see some different teams. Illinois coming in, then it's followed by Missouri State. Then your uh, nemesis might not state again, which they're familiar with. But then Indianaversary, uh, University of Pennsylvania is coming in. So uh, how exciting is that going to be for your fan base to uh, to see some different different universities on, on home ice? Yeah, it was kind of, you know, Z did a really good job of trying to, you know, get the schedule when we first made the jump. And it's tough to get teams here because, uh, you know, they didn't want to come here and think that, it was just going to be a free win for them and waste all their money and whatnot. And now that they show that we're competitive, teams want to travel here. Um, they want to play. So that was my goal when I took over, making sure I had the schedule. Was just get new teams on the, on the schedule, making sure teams uh, in the Midwest and uh, back East are coming to play us. Um, and just showing, you know, what the league is. It's not just the West. It's not just the Midwest, whatever it is. There's teams from all over big-name universities, small-name universities, we have it all. Uh, so it, it, it was just – it was a work in progress, tough going back and forth because you're working with schools, coaches, and their budgets and whatnot. But I'm glad we got it to all come together, um, and we'll go from there. Coach, uh, I'll let you run. I know you got you got baby duty like you should have. And, uh, and uh, say hello to Ashley Forrest. Congratulations again, and – and welcome to the UNLV family, I guess, is in, uh, in line for Carter. <laughs> I, I, uh, appreciate, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, daddy duties start already. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on and, and uh, always taking let, care of UNLV. And uh, it should be an exciting year. Let me sneak one last thing in there. Uh, it was announced that Long Island University was coming on to the NCAA program and and uh, we talked to Coach Powers last night. He hinted that they may be coming out here after Holy Cross had to pull out of ASU's home schedule. So LAU might be coming here. What's your thoughts on playing LAU? Any chance? Uh, that's uh, it's in the works actually. So um, oh, fantastic! And, yeah, they. Uh, I think that uh, they might be making a trip out west, like you said. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think that's what they're leaning towards is coming out to play ASU. Um, so there's a couple of opportunities that we might have. Uh, we might play them on the road to get some exhibition games in, or we might play them when they're down here, uh, if they play ASU. So, um, I talked to Brett today, uh, he's, he's signed six unbelievable recruits already. So they're going to be good. They're going to do a hybrid year. And so it'll be, uh, interesting to see how fast it all comes together for him, but definitely working with, uh, Brett and uh, Long Island University, myself and Nick, trying to put it together and make it happen. Well, let me tell you, if you go out there, you'll have a great time because uh, you've been to New York. You know what that's like. But what a great environment that's going to be for NCAA college hockey in the future. And, and to be able to play them and help them out, uh, fill in some games is, is awesome as well. So good luck on that one. Eric, can we keep you around for about another five minutes? Yeah, Absolutely. All right, Coach, uh, go take care of duties and uh, get used to changing a lot of diapers because there's going to be a lot of that. All right. Yeah, yeah I got uh, – I'm a big Italian family. I got a lot of aunts and my, my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to – 
You're going to utilize the, the battalion there, huh? <laughs> yeah, 100%. So I got to, uh, that's where I'm heading right now is, uh, okay. I'll have to see all my aunts and uh, my mom and my dad, so there we'll take go. care of it. There you go. All right, Thanks, congratulations Thanks. again. Thank you. That's again. Coach uh, Anthony McNary Greener joining us from UNLV. We still got uh, Eric Williams with us. Uh, Eric, it, when I looked at your schedule coming down the stretch, the thing that notices the most to me, I think, is the amount of home games you have in the back half. You only have to travel, uh, if I'm not mistaken, to Arizona and to Arizona State, which are not easy games, but how important do you think that is for you guys to be able to play a majority of your uh, second half games at home? Uh, I think it's huge. I mean, you know, going in the second half, you want to start building momentum going into the national tournament. And you know, I feel like teams always play better on home ice and have the fans behind them, the crowds, you know, behind them and playing on a rink they're familiar with and the atmosphere they're familiar with. So I think, you know, being able to play – I think we have five or six series in the last second half of the semester. And so being able to play the majority of those at home is going to be big for us. And you know, if we can get some big wins during that time and, you know, get the momentum rolling into nationals, it'd be a good spot for us. Steven, you got one for him? Sure. Uh, I want to, I want to focus again on, uh, on Minot state, uh, which you play them in February. Now this year, you guys are lucky. You guys didn't schedule yourselves to go to North Dakota. So you don't have to make that trip, <laughs> thankfully. but you, thankfully, yeah, I'm sure it's not a fun trip, but, uh, you have Minot coming here and, and we know the, the, the history between you and my Minot state, you know, you guys have won last year against them, you know, and then you, the first, uh, season of division one, you guys, uh, the team beat them in, in when they were the number one team. So uh, that's a tough that's a tough team, and that's that's probably some of your biggest games of the season. I mean, they're all big, as you said. But uh, you know, what's it playing a team like Minot State? What 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 is what do they bring to the table that that makes it difficult uh, in, in just the way they play? I mean, they're they're big, they're fast, they're hardworking, well coached, and uh, you know they're the kind of team that you need to be playing your A game, and if not, you're gonna it's gonna be a long night for you. So I think. You know, playing in Minot, the, that road trip is tough in general. The travel and being up there when it's cold. And we're from Vegas where it's, you know, <laughs> 80, 90 during the start of the season. And <laughs> going to Minot is not always fun and playing those mm-hmm. games in that atmosphere. But, you know, I think playing here, like I said, you know, playing at home gives you some momentum and you know, the crowd behind you, the atmosphere that you're used to. And, you know, those are two big games or towards the end of the season. I think if we get some big wins from – that weekend, we'll be feeling pretty good rolling in nationals. But, you know, like, like you asked to touch on the type of team they are. They're just, you know, they're big, they're fast, they play good structured hockey. And I think those are the kind of games that, you know, you find out what kind of team you really are. And I think, you know, the way we've been training the last couple of years, we'll, we'll have a good squad. And I think we'll, uh, we'll have some good games with them this year. And, and I want to ask this, too. I want to kind of switch the subject, too, real quick. You know, we – you know, we've talked on this show about, you know, when, when COVID, you know, the, the pandemic originally started, how everything kind of got shut down. And so I kind of want to get your reaction a little bit to that. I mean, you guys were preparing to go to the tournament, and, and you guys were playing as about as best as you guys were, and, and were looking to make a good run at the tournament this year. And, and, and just, you know, and then obviously that got canceled. Which, but then, you know, the school, everything, having to be online and just, you know, having to, that, that whole hectic time with – so maybe just focus on what what you kind of dealt with. It's something that we really have never experienced in our li- lives, and may never again. So maybe just you know share with the viewers what that uh, was kind of that whole experience, or not experience, but that whole situation was with with all that kind of changing so fast when it was happening. 
Yeah, I mean, it was definitely unfortunate Nationals got canceled, but uh, I think a lot of guys were speculating something like that was going to happen, so it wasn't a complete shock to us. And, you know, we were all we were all bummed about it, but we understand that people will safety comes first. And right. we uh, – the whole a- the school aspect as well was – that was more difficult than probably not going to Nationals just from the, right. the aspect of, you know, you're going to school every day, you, you're in a rhythm of knowing what to do, where to be, and all that, and then – all of a sudden, we go to spring break, and then we come back, and we're all online. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not ideal, but you do what you got to do. And, you know, fortunately, I had some good professors who, you know, they took the time out to make sure everyone was understanding what was going on, whether it be classes or anything going on, assignments. And they were all, you know, understanding if something happened and you couldn't, you know, turn something in on time or if you're having trouble with you know, something that was online that you weren't familiar with. But, you know, I'm just – I'm hoping in the fall we'll be able to go back to, to in-person classes. I just prefer that, and we'll see. I've, I've heard talks that some schools have gone online for the fall already, but I'm hoping we'll not be one of those because I prefer in-person. But that's just me. I'm sure some kids probably hope they're all online just for the, the sake of not having to go to class. But, you know, it's – it's also questionable right now, and no one really knows what it's going to be like in a few months. So take it day by day and, you know, give what you or take what you're given and, you know, figure out a way to deal with it. So on that, so has the university, has, has it given, has there been any indication on, on what, I mean, I think I read that UNLV is planning to do in-person classes, but I think some online too, like, from, I mean, from being on the inside there, going to school there, have you had a, 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 a hunch of what, what way one one way might go and whether you'll be on campus in the fall and then if there'll be athletics too to, to go about that? I mean, I guess nobody really knows, but I mean, just if you have any sort of insight on that being a student there right now. Yeah, I mean, I just – I know as much as everyone else probably. I know they, uh, they actually sent out an email saying that there's going to be, you know, a handful of classes or like 60 or 70 classes that are going to be switched to remote learning, which I guess that's just – classes at the same time but it's online i don't really know how that all works i'll probably figure that out but i actually had one class that switched to that so hopefully that's not an indication of what's to come but you know like i said it's just a waiting game and i think by then we'll hopefully be able to go back and do all that but as far as athletics goes again don't know a whole lot i know i've uh talking i've been talking with a couple of my teammates and with Coach Greener, and I've asked if that's been in the works, if anything's been, you know, mentioned or there's an idea of what's going to happen. He said they've – he's talked to some of the league people, and there's a slight chance that the season might get pushed back or delayed or something like that. But, again, right now it's a small chance, and no one really knows what's going to happen. Of course, we're all hoping that it doesn't get pushed back or canceled or anything like that. And, uh, you know, we'll – We'll see what happens when the time comes, but I think as of right now, we're all just planning for a, a normal start and, you know, get back to the normal life that we knew before all this happened. And, and one possibility, <laughs> which we hope doesn't happen either, is no fans. I know that's, that's talk about that, but how, how devastating would that be for you guys? I mean, it's such a raucous atmosphere in City National. Obviously, you guys rely heavily on fans. If, if they say you can't play with fans or you can only play with a limited number of fans, I mean, that, that would be a big bummer too for you guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, especially from the guys that have been there for the last, you know, I think it was the last three years or so that have, you know, gone from playing to maybe not as many fans the last couple of years where we have, 
you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred fans in the in attendance. It'll be it'll be a big shock if we, we can't have any fans. But you know, you just gotta you gotta roll with what you're given. And you know, if we have to play with no fans, then we have to find a way to create our own energy. And you know, at the end of the day, you're still playing the same game. Nothing really changes. Just a little different. A little different the, the way the atmosphere is. But you know, we're all we're all optimistic, and we're hoping that you know we find the 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 good in what's happening and hopefully we'll be able to play with fans because I know we all enjoy that and I think the fans enjoy it as well. All right, Eric, we'll uh, we'll let you go on one final one here as uh, you know Stephen mentioned about the, uh, the loss of not being able to go last year's tournament. Um, this year, your last games are going to be at Oceanside against Arizona State, and then um, fingers crossed, it's a it's a trip to the national tournament. So, how important and how different is that? to have to play Arizona State on the road to finish the year. Is that something you're looking forward to, or do you kind of hope you got things locked up before you get to that point? Uh, I mean, I think I think that late in the season you like to be playing home games, but not the way the schedule is. I think going down there will be good. It'll be a good, not just a test, but a way to kind of get the feeling of what it's going to be like at Nationals. Because when we're in Nationals, we're all in the same spot. There's no home team advantage there because we're all playing at a neutral site that – I don't think any teams are having a home home team advantage. So, you know, getting that last week in there will be it'll be good for us. It'll be fun, but you know, getting that late, like I said, you like to have a momentum rolling. So, I think those will be two big games that hopefully we come out with two uh, big victories leading into nationals. All right, you heard it, folks. We had uh, Coach Greener on. We have uh, Eric Williams going to be leaving us now. And Eric, thanks for spending so much time with us. Really appreciate it. Gave us some really good insight into. Uh, UNLV Rebel Hockey. I know you got more arenas coming up out there with uh, with Henderson, and I know you being a, a Las Vegas guy yourself, that's got to be exciting for you. So enjoy all the ice in Las Vegas, and let's hope things iron themselves out so we start on time and we have fans and all that good stuff. Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it, and uh, looking forward to seeing you guys soon. Okay. All right, take care. That's Eric Williams with the uh, UNLV Rebel Hockey team. Um, Stephen and I are going to take one quick break here and get a couple of our sponsors in. We'll be back to wrap up another edition of Club Hockey Southwest Weekly. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the Fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that Fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the spirit used. And if you want to make the best margaritas, or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila, then Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila is the brand for you. Award-winning Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila has the taste you want to make perfectly blended cocktails, whether you're celebrating an overtime game winner with friends or relaxing by the pool after a long work day. Find your bottle, be it in Arizona or elsewhere in the U.S., Visit us at MexicanMoonshine.com. Roger Klein's Cancion Tequila, award-winning taste since 2011. Hey, 
Michael here from M-Drive. My dad, a world-class scientist, actually made M-Drive for himself to stay active and continue enjoying life. And yes, M-Drive supports healthy testosterone, but it's so much more. M-Drive is the everyday supplement to fuel your drive with more energy and more strength. Listen, we'd love for you to try M-Drive too. Visit mdriveformen.com and we'll give you 20% off your first purchase. Just type in the code DRIVE at checkout. We find your prime with M-Drive. Hi, everybody. This is Jay from OxyPal. You probably know our products for being used on your gear to eliminate the odor and bacteria from sports gear and, and your gym and all that stuff. Um, in, in light of current events, uh, we have uh, switched up and added a new product to our production line. It's called our Have a Nice Day Hand Sanitizer. Um, it is exclusively for use on your skin, whereas our other uh, products have been exclusively for use on your fabrics and, and, and gear. Uh, this product is available here at my shop. It's available on my website at www.oxypow.com. And you can pick it up or we can ship it to you anywhere in the United States. Behind the Mask Hockey Shop, celebrating 25 years of exceptional service to the Arizona hockey community. Offering the top brands and an educated staff of hockey players to help you choose the right gear for you. Visit any one of our Three Valley locations or check us out online at BehindTheMask.com. All right, and we're back. Scott Strandy here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Stephen Marsh in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, another episode of Co uh, Club Hockey, Southwest Weekly, almost in the books. Uh, Stephen, I'm so excited already. Just talking about the schedule, looking at the schedule, it really amps me up. So I'm looking forward to that. But we've got something that's got us amped up. We've got hashtag pucks on the pod, our trivia question, sponsored by our friends at Summer Skates, which is uh, the opportunity for you to answer a trivia question. All you have to do is use the hashtag pucks on the pod at uh, Ice Time SW on Twitter. Send us your answer. If you are correct, uh, we will put you in uh, with all the correct answers to get a winner. Uh, of our trivia question, which is uh, some great swag prizes. So I've tasked you, Stephen, with the, uh, the question this week. So what do you got for us? Yes, and since we're talking, uh, we're talking UNLV hockey uh, tonight, uh, let me find the question here that I sent you. Um, you know, we talk about uh, UNLV, so I figured the question would be a UNLV-related question. And I thought that uh, this would be a good question. So the question this week is, who scored UNLV's first ever goal at City National Arena? Uh, they played 2017s when they started playing there at City National Arena, and uh, their first game was a was a shutout. They didn't score any goals, so it was the next night they they finally got on the board um, against uh, Colorado. So people can look that up if they want. Uh, who was the first goal scorer? Who scored the first ever goal for UNLV at City National Arena? That is a good one, and uh, you know we can look back to when they played at T-Mobile. That might be one coming down too, is who uh, who scored at T-Mobile. But this is City National, so don't get that confused. This is when they're ACHA D1 playing at their home, their current home at uh, City National Arena. Great question, Stephen. Uh, I want to touch on a couple of things before we wrap up today. Um, we all know what's been happening out in the world. Uh, the diversity, um, the the challenges, the racism, all the different things that are plaguing our country right now um, just needs to come to an end. I, you know, I'm not saying the protests. The protests are legitimate, but 
the, the damage, the things like that. We just need to come together. And I think if we can all as a people join in and just start maybe with kindness, just being kind to everybody and then let it grow from there. But um, just your thoughts on what you've seen. I know you've seen as many TV reports as I have, and we only have a few minutes, but just give me your thoughts on, on what you've seen. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's very, uh, it's very, uh, it's, well, there's two ways to look at it. It's very powering to see so many people come together and to uh, want to show their, their support and, and anger for what they've, you know, is an injustice that, uh, you know, is, can be out there, you know, and, and with the police in some cases and, and, uh, and just in general about, you're right, with the, with issues of race and, and just fairly treating people uh, equally. And, and what's unfortunate is, is all the good, the good protests. And we got to keep in mind too, we're still in the COVID era uh, pandemic. So, you know, the concern is, you know, what, what this might do for the spread of the virus, uh, how, how it will spread with these big crowds of people. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's been really nice to, to see these people coming together and of all likes of walks of life, not just African-American community supporting their own people, but we're seeing a lot of whites and other, uh, young people, older people all coming together, realizing that we all need to be in this together to try to make this really finally make some change in this, in this, uh, situation and what, and what, you know, was been an issue for, for far too long. And the unfortunate part of the side is that you have these group separate groups of people that aren't really there to really protest, but they're there to cause trouble. And, and the police, you know, God bless them. They're trying to, you know, they're so stretched in in a lot of these cities that it's hard for them to really be everywhere at one place. And so these opportunists and, you know, groups of people that want to cause harm or loot stores and, and riot and, and, and stuff like that. It's, um, it's, it's sad what you see in LA and other cities. You know, we've had a couple instances here in Las Vegas and we pray for the Metro officer here that got shot in the back of the head. It seems like he's, he's out of surgery and, and the surgery went good. So we're hoping that he can continue to make a recovery here. Um, it's just, it's, that's the unfortunate thing because that kind of overshadows all the good of the protests and, and what the cause is. And, and so, you know, hopefully the, you know, over time they can continue to catch these people and, and, um, and, and, we can just focus on the, on the, on the good protests that are happening, but fortunate for Vegas, other than those few incidences, uh, there's, you know, it's been mostly pretty contained. We had a small little, uh, protest last night, you know, UNLV and, and backside of the strip there, but, um, it's, it's been, uh, it's been an interesting period, you know, with the COVID era, COVID pandemic and now, and now this, you know, and, and what's the other unfortunate thing about this too is, sports is usually right there when we have these kind of things going on. Usually we can, you know, we, we, we see all the various statements by the sports teams come out and that's been great, but we usually can go to a sporting event, be together with other people and, and share a team. And, you know, usually, you know, we expect teams to, to honor and, and, and make a movement there, but we don't have that right now. So we, people, you know, don't have, you know, sports like baseball right now or the NHL playoffs or NBA playoffs right now to, to do to, 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 or football in the fall, you know, so it's, it's kind of, it's kind of been a tough, tough little stretch, but you know, we'll. I think we're going to get through, and I think, I think we're going to see some, some real positive things come from this. I hope, and, and we'll just have to, to, to just stay safe. And you know, they, they, the people are the. There's concern here in Vegas. They closed a lot of the stores here early, like uh, 
like the Wal- some of the WalMarts here and and right. stuff. There they closed them at like five six o'clock tonight. Uh, I was had a, a friend text me that he was there and they closed at five o'clock. And there was police there and a couple of National Guard people to protect some of these stores just because there's been some chatter that there might be some groups of people trying to go out and and cause some uh, damage to some of these stores. So. Um, you know. Yeah, we, I mean, we certainly we certainly don't condone any of that, and uh, we we wish that that would never happen. Um, I do want to say just a couple of things in closing: is that first of all, uh, we're praying for Shay. Uh, pray for Shay as the hashtag gets started. He's the uh, metro officer. I know he's got connections to some of my Facebook friends and and some friends uh, around. So he's also a huge Las Vegas Golden Knights fan, which makes him a hockey fan i'm guessing all the way around so praying for shay that well, he uh, is able to make a recovery only and, 29 uh, years only 29 years old he's been an officer at metro for about four or five years i believe so uh, and already moving has, up the ranks right he was moving up yeah. the ranks as well so yeah we pray for shay uh, i do want to say as well that uh, we're just praying for the entire country and of course uh, uh tuesday night we had a uh, moment of silence on our show for uh for the family and, and the memory of uh, George Floyd, which is what this uh, was all triggered from. We hope that things will continue to improve uh, as we move forward. So as uh, we end another show, thank you, Stephen Marsh, for uh, all your contributions. Folks, get to the, uh, the Twitter account. Get your answer in for Pucks on the Pod. And uh, we'll see you all next week. And another great show with a great guest. Thank you to Anthony Vigneri Greener for stepping in and of course Eric Williams. It's uh it's always fun to talk to the players and the coaches. So Stephen have a great night. We'll talk to you next week. All right, sounds good. Be safe everybody and we'll see you next week. Yeah.